Live with Bradley Orr, standing astride us like a colossus. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Once again, we, your merry VMP crew, have gathered to celebrate, yes, celebrate, as our ragtag bunch of TFCers managed to pull off not one, but two wins. That's right, two wins in one week. Woo! Rapture! <clears throat> Unprecedented. Indeed. Crotch thrust. <laughs> but before we get to the good stuff, let's meet today's panel. He is a mild-mannered blogger by day, but show up in our section at BMO and sing for an opposition player and wear their kit... Well, nothing happens as he doesn't want to get banned from BMO, but the inventing of new curse words is always a joy to watch. Managing editor and writer for the Yorkies, it's Tony Walsh. Crush thrust! There's nothing he enjoys more than watching a rookie shut down one of those fancy star players. Yeah, he's talking to you, Henri. He's not only the managing editor and writer for Waking the Red, he's an owner, too. With us, as always, is VMP Employee of the Month, Duncan Fletcher. Hello! I am a believer of many things. I think the best wine is red wine. I think Karl Marx was the bee's knees. And I believe that Ryan Nelson will last the year. <laughs> Oddly enough, only that last one seems to get people all worked up. I am one of the writers of Words for Waking the Red and your host, Kristen Knowles. And now, on with the show. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right, it's Christmas in May for TFC supporters, as once again... Vancouver is out of the running for the Voyager's Cup. Hey. <laughs> Yay. Indeed. Uh, however, that was uh, a lucky win by our Reds. Disastrous, disastrous first half. Did they just outlast a bunch of inexperienced kids, or did they actually play better? And they improved in extra time. Um, yeah, not a good game. And then extra time, they did okay. And then, hey, a flawless penalty shootout, which is probably the most surprising part of the night. Overall, though, yeah, it's it's uh, a very worthy addition to the canon of how can the Whitecaps not win the Voyager's Cup. You know, this time, hmm, play some kids, but they do really well anyway, and then lose on penalties. That That's a new one, so well done, Keller Robinson. First of all, it's more like Passover than Christmas. Annually passed over. <laughs> one for my Jewish friends out there. <laughs> Yeah, listen, they were they were lucky, very very lucky. I don't know if they weren't up for it, they just could they weren't clicking. It was it was ugly ugly stuff, but uh I guess you have to look at it over two legs and say they did just enough to get by. I mean, the fact that they did just enough to get by a bunch of kids mm-hmm. is nothing to That's the disturbing ha- hang our hat on, but you know, they, they they tend to be one of those clubs who plays up or down to their opponents from time to time. So whether they're guilty of not taking them seriously, that's not something good. But for now, got by. They looked great in the penalty kicks, I have to say. Wow, did they look good. Bradley Orr up first. <laughs> what a stroke of genius. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Followed by Luke Moore. Oh. Two Englishmen back to back. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. both... Who's- Heart wasn't in their throats while that was happening. Yeah. Well, what is he doing? What could we go on based on TFC going into a penalty kick? A friendly against Bolton? 
Has any TFC goalie ever saved a penalty before Whoa. Bendik? Uh... Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I actually, mm-hmm. je ne sais pas. Mm. It's up there with the elusive hat trick. <laughs> Non-existence. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I don't know. I... D-row aside. But yeah, I guess Voyager's Cup is where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Voyager's it Cup is. is always magical. Mm. I actually mean that seriously. I it. Love is it. A different, it is just a different beast. It I enjoy is... it. It's a, it's a silly beast of a tournament, but... but... It's, we love it. Yes. I, I truly do. I, you know who probably doesn't love it right now? Edmonton. I, talking of crazy things that happen, as they often do in the Bonjour's Cup, they got shafted. So yeah. badly. Such a terrible call at any moment of the game, never mind in injury time. Just, yeah. I yeah. so wanted to play them because they have Eddie Edward. Yeah. But yeah, that was a tremendous act of ripophology. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, I think it made a number of people angry, and rightfully so. And it does bring continuing concern as to the level of refereeing that goes on in our league, near our league, in our country, whichever. Mm-hmm. But uh, Forget it, Midge. It's the CSA. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but PKs, yeah, who knew? Who knew the TFC could do that? That was fantastic. Yeah. I'm shocked. They were just I very good. I expected them to completely fuck that up. I really did. Agreed. Regardless of who took it. Letter writing campaign starts now to Don Garber. No more draws in regulation time. Straight to penalty kicks. (laughs) This is North America, damn it. If there's one thing we can have, it's penalty kicks after a nil-nil draw. Stop trying to change the rules of the game, man. Although, actually, yes. Can we just make them all stop that fucking stutter step? Yeah. I don't care who does it. I don't care if it's someone that plays for a team I support or an opposition team. I just hate it. It makes me angry. Some of those stutter steps are yeah, stops. They're, they're if, if the referee isn't going to stop the goalie from moving early or coming off his line, then all right. the, the no, no, no. And, and all the uh, license he wants all to, the benefits to of the kind of fool the goalie. And part of me thinks you know, that's maybe a little of how TFC did so well going against the 17-year-old. There were a lot of our penalties where, however they managed it, Carducci dived first and then we just rolled the ball into the empty oh, net. Oh, I, I agree. And, and that took advantage of his inexperience. We did. and That's what you get for playing Father Guido Carducci. That's <laughs> yes. right. It's all on you, Robbo. Uh, really, of, there's no one else to blame but yeah. yourself. Some of the penalty kicks are looking like outtakes from The Matrix now. <laughs> no, seriously, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It bothers hey, me. Anyway. We won! Huzzah! Hooray! And Vancouver lost. Yay! <laughs> Almost nothing else matters other than that. Yeah, that, that's the main thing. It really is. is. Yeah. I want us to yeah. win. I do. I, 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 I want to win against Montreal and hoist the cup, but Vancouver doesn't get to, so therefore, it <laughs> just brings a smile to my face and joy to my heart. Sweetness, I was only joking when I said I'd like to mash every tooth in your head. Oh, sweetness, sweetness, I was only joking when I said by rights you should be bludgeoned in your bed. And now I know my Joan of Arc He came, he scored, he got traded on his birthday. <laughs> he say it's your birthday? Well, bon anniversaire. Uh, yeah, that was a surprising trade of Issy 
mm-hmm. Nakajima Farron, on his birthday. And he was not happy about that at really? all. It was hashtag inhumane. <laughs> but then but then he got even angrier later on in the day. I believe was the hashtag should have hit the post. Is he right to be pissed off? No. Yes and no. I and mean, I he says it's inhumane. The big thing that separates humans from animals is choice, free will. <laughs> if you love Toronto, want to make Toronto your home and wait for your shipping cargo to arrive from Spain. <laughs> You don't have to go to Montreal. <coughs> Stay in Toronto. Get yourself a shitty fucking job at McDonald's or telemarketing. Live in Toronto. You want to be a footballer? Shit happens. Yeah, we've talked about this. I'm, you come to MLS, your agent, you should do some research. It's part of the package, especially if you're domestic here. Trades are can happen any time to you. And he is not the first. He's not the last. I can understand he just got here. He thought he was going to find a home finally after being, you know, a football nomad. But like Duncan says, you could work a hell of a lot worse jobs than uh, playing for another MLS squad. He wasn't traded to Kabul FC. (laughs) That's next. Or Kabul Wanderers. Who wants to play for Kabul Wanderers? We could have just outright cooked him. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been unhumane. I also get, I get why he's upset. Yeah. It was his fucking birthday. Sure. Optics on this are horrible. Not really. But they are. It's not Yaya From... Toure. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure did, someone took Well, did DFC even wish him a happy birthday, though? <laughs> they got him a 90-kilogram cake. Mm. Not... They, got, they got him a new job. Yeah. They got, they got him a job. I'm sure he maybe 99 kilograms of poutine. Oh, perhaps. Mm. Maybe some coupons for Club Super Sex. Oh, absolutely. There's on, kilograms his, you his can birthday, spend. birthday, right? Um, That's where you want less kilograms. <laughs> I do think it's unfortunate that it's not so much that he was upset, but that it is on his birthday, right after he was the one who scored the winning PK. Um, And I I just think that TFC fell back on some old habits of not really giving a fuck as to how it looked. Sure, maybe. We don't know the story. No, we don't know the backstory. We don't know what his agent said. But I think that we've got a highly emotional fan base as witnessed the reaction on most of Twitter, which was flames, outrage, mm-hmm. yeah. bastards, you know. And I think people went a little All overboard. The people who are thoroughly nonplussed and, eh, yeah. when we signed him, ooh, yeah. five games, two goals later. Suddenly oh he's a team here, the best year, player you know. we have. Yeah, exactly. I think it was just, it was just raw emotions, like, oh, no, we've fallen back to yeah. old TFC. It wasn't necessarily... Oh, I went out and got my Izzy Nakajima Farron kit. This is terrible. I saw that a few places, it was, actually. It was... Okay, I, being Canadian, probably yes. inflamed a little more. Absolutely. Uh, they Coming just off got the here. Yeah, yeah, there was a few things. and But I think the fear was, oh no, they are mistreating or have a bad reputation again with players yeah. and have made a stupid deal. So... But, but surely re-signing Dero healed all that. Made everything whole again. Apparently did. And then they blew it. Oh, oh Dero gave them so a chance. This and close. They blew it. So, speaking of, you know, what they got back for it or the trade itself, mm. was it necessary? Um, depends how you look at it. They played with Bradley Orr in the holding midfield role against New York, and that looked useful. Um, but now, you know, now Osorio looks like he's out with another hamstring injury. And Plus the crushed hand. Thanks, Kimura. Yeah, so, you know, there's there's a hole. And he's... Colleen Warner is a... I know. He's a, a useful MLS player. Depth. 
no on a good team he's no more than depth but sure we can use him he's a little more expensive than nakajima and we have to spend and send allocation money which i found a bit that does seem weird odd but hey but nelson says that warner is a starter yeah nelson says a lot Mm. of things i think say you mentioned bradley all there i think we basically saw an audition for this is what colin warner is going to be asked to do i think kyle becker has maybe been asked to do that over the last few games and mm, hasn't really worked. So, all right, we'll get in this other guy then. You know, he can be very much a defensive guy, free Bradley up to be more offensive than he has whenever he gets here. I'm, I'm not devastated to be losing his here. I think we got more from him than I expected in those five games. I doubt he would have kept that form up. So, eh. yeah. I mean... Yeah, both ways, really. I don't yeah. think it's a great loss. I don't think it's a great addition. Yeah, I saw you mention that on Twitter and a few places when the trade took place. And on sober second thoughts, I think you're right. We probably saw the peak of what you're going to get from Izzy, from Izzy Nakajima Faran. I mean, sure, useful. No one should be devastated. I'm not devastated. I think my only concern um, in terms of as a team, as a, as a member of the team, was the sort of the loss of a, as a, wide, of a wide player. Yeah. We do have our challenges in the midfield since they're all injured or mm-hmm. off to play in the World Cup, but we also don't have a lot of wingers, really. We're starting to yeah. move people around and try people out in places. So it's sort of a... There's, there's an odd balance going on depending on who's playing where and how well they're playing or if they're hurt or not. Mm-hmm. Looking on the positive side, I think this might be a case of you know, maybe we're starting to move away from what we've seen the whole time under Nelson, which is kind of two central midfielders sitting deep and then two wide wingers, which is all he's done. I mean, if this is the start of us maybe experimenting a little bit different formations in the middle, uh, it could end up being a good thing. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and this is one of those things, we can't judge it. We won't be able to judge it for months because, well, he's not played for us yet. If he hasn't played for Montreal yet, they're not going to play in the cup matches because they're cup tied. There's no chance for Issy's revenge, at least not yet. But I um, want to make a knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> it, it really does remain very much to be seen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to burst into flames at it, though. Uh, <laughs> that was an option? That, would that be is exciting. always an option. Come on. Huh. All right, when, when was the last time you burst into flames at a TFC thing? They've surely given you many reasons. Well, let me think back. There was that one Probably time. Probably when came on once. Mm. But it was raining, so Lady it was Flames. Okay. <laughs> it's not my fault that uh. he's easy on the eyes. All right. That sort of brings an end to that chapter for now. Uh, Issy, thanks for the goals. Mm-hmm. Thanks for helping us get past Vancouver in the Voyager's Cup. Good job. Thanks for the memory. Thanks for the memories. No. <laughs> memories. Uh, Single form. Pardon me. Columbus. Yeah. The Vancouver penalty. What was the other goal he scored? There was, yeah, there there was, was another goal. Nobody's going to remember that. Thanks for the memory. Full <laughs> <laughs> songs. Yeah, in, the, in the future hot video on the screen, two years from now, it's going to be <laughs> Izzy Nikajimi Farron scoring his penalty kick to uh, John Newman's Can You Love Me Again? Hey, everybody. It's Bitchy Blanks time. Caw, caw. <laughs> Rough night, bitchy. <laughs> It's me, Butchie. <laughs> they, they hired me after Bitchy died. Everyone knows that. Blankety blank, blankety blank. <laughs> Boopity poop, poopity poop. 
Boing, boing. <laughs> Whatever the song is. Forget about it. <laughs> I eat sparrows for a living. Fuck you. I'm not going to fly up to your perch. Fuck you. I want no part of your show. I'm in a union. <laughs> Butchie flies when Butchie wants. Thanks. All right, well, thanks, Butchie. <laughs> so, uh, last week, our Butchie Blank, well, it was a Bitchy Blank then, it'll be in Butchie Blank now. Uh, bombastic Montreal Impact owner Joey Saputo mm. has declared that changes will be made. Those changes are blank. And we had a few respondents in various places on the interwebs. Thank you all for your submissions. But we've got, we've chosen a runner-up and a winner. The runner-up is Dave from Peterborough. Thank you very much. Uh, And there's no bias at all in this, by the way. Dave P. At DaveFB85 on the Twitters. Uh, The changes are that Joyce Puto is going to poach Rachel Bonetta from TFC and have her give away poutine at halftime. Now, I would pay Joey Saputo for that. I can get behind that. I I still thought it was a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna give away free poutine? (laughs) You just need to pronounce it right. Exactly. It's all in how you phrase it. (laughs) (laughs) But the winner is uh, DW from Awaking the Red Boards. The entire team will be put on a Saputo-provided dairy-only diet. Any lactose-intolerant players will be sent to work in the Saputo factories along with new forklift operator, Frank Lopez. I like that. I think that would uh, work very well. I think that's an excellent motivational tool, uh, cross-promotional, I think it's... Absolutely. The Gatorade bottles, whatever it is they drink, it's just milk in there. Yeah, so you you want to refresh yourself halfway through the half? <laughs> you drink some milk. Halftime, orange slices? No. No. Cheese slices. Cheese slices. Mass vomiting by the end of the game? It's, nothing can go wrong. They should really have the laughing cow on their kit. That'd be amazing. <laughs> is is that go. a Saputo uh, I don't know. I don't or? care. They should buy it. They, exactly. Use it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a taste of rocks. Montreal laughing cows. Les vaches qui perdent. Sure. <laughs> no, you're French. That, you're going to love that. <laughs> the losing cows. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Yes. Bovine yeah. humor. Yes. All right, so what did you find, gentlemen, have for your bitchy blanks for this week? Mine was awful. All right, let's hear it. Wet cheese shirt contests. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded funny. It makes no sense. But I, then later on, I figured... They put one of those uh, wet buffalo mozzarellas in a t-shirt, because it's nice and wet, and shoot it out of a cannon at the fans. <laughs> Safety you, first! You get a t-shirt, you get a big hunk of cheese, which is, you know, buffalo mozzarella is expensive and great on a caprese salad. Mm. Who cares what the team's playing like? You got it all. Are they shooting a cheese are they shooting t-shirt? tomatoes and, and basil as well? They're not running a charity. Holy <laughs> shit. Bring your own you, basil. You get a nice cheesy t-shirt. Does Saputo make basil? <laughs> well, he's like a crazy salad. They can make I'm their own. I'm assuming. Jesus. They're ultras. They have their own tomatoes and basil. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, what did you come up with for this week? Um, well, it's very similar to uh, what TFC are getting Yusi Nakajima for around for his birthday. Bonuses in the form of uh, free lap dances at Club Super Sex. Ooh, uh, la, for la. goal scorers or, you know, if the team wins, the whole team gets one. 
The other option would be Joey Saputo, the change he's going to make is to withdraw from MLS. Fuck it, we're going to go and play in Italy. They'll uh, start in Serie C, uh, work their way up and go from there and not have to deal with MLS anymore. Alright, well, I can see that happening. Get closer. Vaffanculo. There we go. Uh, mine was that Saputo's going to petition the league for special dispensation to use cheese in the course of the game. Uh, instead of a proper ball, they'll use a ball of mozzarella, mm-hmm. uh, packs of provolone for seat cushions, and uh, a brie in every supporter uh, kit. Nice. So I think, yeah. That's a seat cushion I would not toss. Mmm, <laughs> provolone. <laughs> would you use it as a seat cushion? Possibly. Mm. Would mold. Warm it up. Exactly. Yes. It would be yeah. the shape of my ass. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Some extra flavor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. You'll never prove alone. All right. So this week's butchy blank is Issy Nakajima Farron is so mad about his trade to Montreal that he blank. Please send your replies to us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod. No A in the vocal. Leave it in the comments thread on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca. Or in the comments thread at the Waking the Red post that we put up every week after the podcast goes live. As always, we here at VMP gave up large chunks of our long weekend. That's right, we sacrificed our long weekend so that you didn't have to, watching those other MLS teams and pretending that we care. That's 24-7, guys. Mm -hmm. We care. So to show how much we care, here's Duncan with this week's wins and losses. Duncan? Thank you, Tony. Uh, yes, MLS wins and losses. Uh, now there's no winless club to chuckle at. Darn it. Uh, we'll start at the other side of things and the only remaining unbeaten club. Uh, yes, Real Salt Lake, they just keep going. 11 games unbeaten now after beating rivals Colorado in the first game of this year's Rocky Mountain Cup, which, Ooh. if my research is correct, is actually the urn containing John Denver's ashes. Um, anyway, missing Nick Romando, Carl Beckerman, Alvaro Sabarillo. Uh, they didn't miss a beat. Joe Platter scored again in a 2-1 win uh, that led Colorado's Drew Moore to comment, we can't wait to take a punch in the face before we start playing in a game like this. <laughs> what kind of game are they playing here? <laughs> it's a good question. Referee, do you not notice that? I think there's something about that on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Probably. That loss means the Rapids only now have one win in six games since beating TFC. Uh, with only three goals in that time. Move on to the losers now. For this week, at least, the obvious choice is Sporting Kansas City, who managed to lose to both Philadelphia and Chicago. Take uh, both a Both of whom had only one win to their names this season, which is a quite remarkable feat. But uh, more on them later in the show, of course. Uh, mentioning Philly, they took the momentum of that midweek win where players ran to celebrate with John Hackworth, all very heartwarming, and they pissed it away at home <laughs> to the suddenly prolific New England, who scored five goals for the second consecutive game. Uh, for Gundes, Mullins win all on the score sheet again. And uh, though Philly did get it to 5 3, there was still plenty of boos to be heard from the home fans after the game, with the pressure very much still on John Hackworth. Their midweek win did, of course, help them to what is now a four point advantage over the East's bottom team, Issy Nakajima Ferran's Montreal Impact, who came close to a win over DC but led in an 84th minute equaliser, uh, Eddie Johnson's first of the season. Um, though there is a four-point gap there, Montreal are only two points behind the West's worst side, and amusingly, that's the LA Galaxy, 
who only have nine points, though they've only played eight games so far. Now, one player who's done well for them this year is Dan Gargan, and uh, as we all know, his throw-ins are a powerful weapon, uh, one that LA use a lot, and uh, lo and behold, this week's goal also came from a Gargan throw. Now, you may be saying to yourself, hang on, I thought LA lost. And you'd be right, as Gargan threw the ball into his own box, and the goalie, who was apparently trying to tell Gargan not to throw it to him, was in no way near enough room given that he wasn't allowed to handle the ball. Under pressure, Jaime Pinedo awkwardly tried and failed to control the ball, but was dispossessed. And eventually, Giles Barnes scored the winner. Not the best decision at all from Gargan. And uh, once again, the Galaxy's starting slow after having to deal with CONCACAF commitments. One final shout-out to two struggling teams, Portland and Columbus, who battled to a very entertaining 3-3 tie. Federico Higuain scored twice. One a lovely chip from about 25 yards out after being given way too much space. And Max Aruti scored again for Portland. That's now Aruti 3, Gilberto no. Uh Portland equalised twice in the last 15 minutes despite being down to 10 men. So you might think they'd be happy with the result, but uh, not so much. Will Johnson describing his team as having the heart of a lion but the brain of a goldfish. Which uh, <laughs> I think is as good place as any to end this. Uh, back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. That was like the best fucking quote ever. I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Will Johnson, when Will Johnson's pissed off, yeah. oh my god, it's glorious. He's just like... They, they feed him the softball. So you, you've got to be happy that uh, the team come back again. You're really sure that's... <laughs> no! I'm not happy! Stop being... Good Stop thing. being nice! Stop trying to proclaim me! Good thing they never did pick him up for Toronto Z. <laughs> oh, I know. would have hit the fan. He would not be happy. Oh, no, he wouldn't have lasted, I don't think. No. I'm always surprised that he doesn't get more red cards. I don't know how he manages to get away with it, because he is... Wasn't he described as the angriest man in soccer, I feel like, a couple of years back? Someone yeah. described him as that. It makes perfect sense to me. He's pretty pissed off all the time, and mm. he's a pretty... Ang- he plays angry. Yeah, it, it works for him, so... Yeah, no, no. But don't play angry. <laughs> Dan Gargan. You know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw something about they should release the Gargan because you know, mm. but uh, it's been used in every town. He's I know, in. I know. Starting with us. <laughs> Pretty sure that did we plucked him out of obscurity and put him in a cab. <laughs> 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 New York, New York. Take that, Thierry Henry. Guess you didn't drink enough of those energy drinks you're so fond of. Thought you didn't need any wings to be our reds? Ha! Welcome to the new style. All right. We beat New York. 2-0. Hooray. Didn't rain? Mm-hmm. It was a fucking nice day at BMO on Saturday. So, what went right? Duncan? We scored early. That always helps. And... We play great, maybe not, but uh, what I'm right is Bradley Wright Phillips missed an open goal. Then they gave us a comedy second goal. I feel it's one of those performances where if things had gone as they probably should, and Bradley Wright Phillips actually scored that goal, then we'd be you know, sitting here talking about a 1-1 draw, maybe a 2-1 defeat. You know, Jermaine Defoe did what he was supposed to do, and yeah, I think a lot of the decisions Ryan Nelson made worked out as well, and overall it was a deserved win. Hard to disagree with. Other than the Bradley Wright Phillips wide open 
maw of a goal was uh, I, I think they neutralized him and Thierry Henry pretty well. Mm-hmm. They uh, they didn't have a tremendous amount of uh, opportunities, no real clear cut shots on goal for especially Henry. If I'm not mistaken, he seemed to be trapped in the uh, in the final third quite a bit. Uh, yeah, rather Phillips easily could have made it one all, but you know ifs ends. Or butts, but uh, Gilberto could have easily made it too now with a very similar chance. <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> you silly oh, yeah. boy. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, I think that neutralizing two very potent threats up front is pretty good. Uh, day's work, and uh, it was a bit route one, but find Defoe fast on the counterattack worked for the most. You know, he was dangerous even, even when he was trying to set up goals, but uh, yeah, you know, those are those are two. You set that as your as your plan against New York, and they pulled it off. So you can't really fault them for that. I think the only thing I have that's any different is uh, just a really solid first half. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of the better halves actually that they've played this yeah. year. I'd say uh, Nick Hagland, ably, yeah. yeah, more than ably stepping in. Yeah, uh, Mark Bloom again, fantastic mm-hmm. uh, there. And all right, let's just get this over with. Yes. Bradley Orr played he played well in the I th- midfield. I think the word you're looking for is <laughs> dominant. That is not the word I am looking for. That's the word Luke Moore was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, once again, damn you, Bradley Orr. I am forced to say nice things about his play. I, I was very surprised. I was horrified when I saw his name. In the starting 11 as part of the midfields. I'm pretty sure I tweeted angrily about it and with much swearing. And I think I bitched about it for uh, at least a good 10 minutes straight when I got to Vimo. This is the whole first half. Was not. It was much of it. That's true. I think I called you an irrational woman, didn't <laughs> yes, I? You yeah, did. I did. Yes, you did. And I did not throw you down a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. So you should be really pleased with that. Um,. Yeah, he surprising still to me. I don't care that he is one of those players that apparently can play everywhere. And I really kind of hate that he's proving that to be correct. Um, I really want to dislike him more. And he's uh, not making that easy on me. So thank you, Bradley Orr, for a well-played game in the midfield in the absence of Michael Bradley and all those other people that we would probably start far ahead of you. Um, Please do that again should you need to. Thank you for playing so well. Those are my nice words about Bradley Orr, begrudgingly. All right, so what went wrong with this game other than the hilariously poor finishing of Bradley Wright Phillips that could have completely changed the the course of the game? Only thing I stands out for me, and this is a common problem, is the warm milk halftime talk. Yeah, that's what I had. Uh, coming out flat, as TFC often do after the break. I don't know what it is. Stop playing... The last 10 minutes of Old Yeller on DVD <laughs> and giving, giving them nice... Stop dimming the lights. Big mugs. <laughs> yes. No naps. No 10-minute power naps. They come out flat almost every second half. It's, it's so bizarre. His Is team, Nelly's voice really that soothing? It must be, yeah. I guess. Nothing in particular, I think, went wrong. But again, it's, it was very similar to, to previous games where... You know, just one or two things have worked out differently. We've ended up losing again. I think it was obviously a different game because we were ahead for most of it. So it's a bit harsh to say, well, we didn't look like we were taking the game to win scoring because you know, obviously that maybe wasn't the plan. But yeah, you know, there's nothing really that inspires me to think, hmm, yes, 
you know, we've got something different here and you know, in the future if teams are bunkering against us this is what we can do we look like we can break down a solid defensive team no we don't we look like we can score on the counter yeah that's it they're still very much the blunt object yes yeah all right man of the match i'll throw nick Haglund. i uh, had a, a very steady game i'll throw in his little friend mark bloom <laughs> Bloom, 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 sweeping up like a broom. And he can clear it all night, and he can do it just right. I, I, yeah, I had, I actually had Bloom or Hagland. I think it was sort of depend on... Well, he said Bloom, you I said, said Hagland, so oh. oh. Oh, yeah, Bradley or Bloom or Hagland, he hey, said. Oh. So, oh. Done and Hooray, done. Hey, Kristen says Bradley or. No, I did not. <laughs> I was going to go with Nick Hagland, um, because... He cuts his own hair. Exactly. That's amazing. It just looks that way. But hey, good job. Does he keep it? What? His uh, job. The, yeah. Well, next match. I, I would say no. Not yet. Right but back to, to Doniel Henry? I would consider Doniel Henry to be our first choice partner to Caldwell, yeah. I think Henry's better, but then with the odd moment of calamity, yeah. when his Hagelin's just a more steady, he's okay, he's maybe not as aggressive and spectacular as Henry might be sometimes. There's some tackles he's not going to win, some claims he's not going to make, but he has shown no tendency to alarmingly fuck up like Henry occasionally does. Um, Nelson has that allegiance to a player playing well. You get to stay in the squad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good so point. Interesting. I, I don't think that he's done so amazingly well that Henry automatically needs to sit, mm -hmm. uh, but I do think it bodes incredibly well for not... Well, towards the end of this month, but also uh, for after the World Cup, the fixtures are really, like, TFC plays a crazy run of games. So, uh, to rest a player, they, it's an easy slot in, okay? You know, Daniil, you played this game. Nick, you play this game. And if injuries crop up, like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of drop-off in, uh, in quality. Mm -hmm. And I think that we haven't had that, really. To be able to be like, oh, okay, Daniil can't play? Well, Hagelin can play. Yeah. We'll be fine. It's a very good point. I think going into the season, I would have said central defense is definitely, oh, well, he, what have we got there? Exactly. But um, now... But children, future, <laughs> children of the future. Bradley R. as well. He did already as a centre-back, so you know, we can cover... Uh, yeah, well, we're going to be all right. If this match illuminated anything, it's that Agbosamonde trade looked fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Agbosamonde hadn't played all season. No, no. that's right. Whereas Luke Moore... Da, 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 Boom. Da. Yes. Ah, just look at that goal. Come on. 100% more goals than Gilberto. <laughs> Go to the match? Is there one? No, oh, Gil! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just picking on him. Although, the uh, even though it worked out in the end, the... 55th minute or yep. so substitution. That was uh, a little eye-raising. He did play a lot of the match in Vancouver, but uh, eh, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, less and less confidence as every match goes on, or you'd think you'd want to just pound him into the ground until he scored that goal. Um, yeah, go to the match. There's no one that really stands out. Maybe Alvaro Ray. I mean, Always a good I, choice. I don't think you know, he was that bad by any means, but you know, he didn't really stand out that much. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I left this blank. I couldn't really come up with anything that massively stood out for me. I, you know, yeah, Gilberto with the with with the miss, and yeah, I did watch Ray a couple times. I'm like, what? No, just just cross the ball in. God damn it! Mm -hmm. Just. Yes, you did really well, and he will. He'll come down, and he'll do all sorts of nice things, and it's just, he, he can't help himself. 
It's one more touch. Yeah. R1, R1, X, 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 Y, Y, Y. <laughs> oh, I dropped the controller. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, uh, but considering they won, and won fairly well, yes, with some luck, but you got to capitalize on your luck. Uh, did Ryan Nelson, with some, in my eyes anyway, some surprisingly welcome early subs, uh, mm-hmm. even, even though, yes, the sub for Gilberto was incredibly early, but I thought he used, I actually thought he used his subs quite well in this game for maybe only the second or third time all season, where I wasn't like, what? Why are you, what is wrong with you? Um, does this give him a little more time in either of your eyes? Because we know what my answer is, so. <laughs> I think he's so on a win-by-win basis that any win adds, it's like a video game. He's got his health bar above his head. And every time he wins, it goes a little more to the green. He eats like a big cookie, and it goes up. And every time he loses, down to the red. And eventually he's going to fight the big boss, Luwiki. An eight-armed King Luwiki. This is working really well in audio. Yes, yeah, this is going to work out great. Why did audio video games never take off? You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think like I think every every win gives him a little bit of a, a cushion. Okay. Still not sold that he's uh, here in, uh, in October. Duncan. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, you know, results obviously help. Some lot of the decisions he made did work out. I mean, you mentioned the early subs. It's good to see Nelson being proactive rather than just leaving it so late. Uh, Bradley Orr worked out very well, that decision, so there's a lot of things that could have been second-guessed that, with hindsight, worked out nicely. Um, Tactically, I don't really think we saw anything new from him, really, so I'm still a little meh about that, but uh, he did some things well, and he got a win, so it's, it's a positive for Nelson, for sure. All right, so that sort of wraps up uh, our thoughts on the players and how the game unfurled. However, as we often do here at uh, the Vocal Minority Podcast, we talk about sort of the what it's like to be in the stands and our experiences. And on Saturday, we had an unpleasant few moments where we were invaded by what can only be termed a, a, a group of fucking idiots. Uh, we had some gentlemen, i use that term incredibly loosely, uh, who were all in Arsenal kits, singing songs to Thierry fucking Henry. Mm. And I'm sorry, but that is not right. And uh, one of our learned members of the podcast uh, was more incensed than others, or perhaps just more vocal about it. Mr. Uh, Mr. Walsh. Hi! Your thoughts, <laughs> such as they are. <laughs> Listen, I was, you know, a little... Angry? Ticked off. At the match, but I've taken the time to calm down and see it for what it is, and you know, let bygones be bygones. So I just—I'll put it out there how I feel about the gentlemen who are there, and nice and calmly and diplomatically. So, fuck you, you fucking fucks, and your Thierry Henry circle jerk. I don't care if Arsenal won the FA Cup that day. I don't care if Thierry Henry was your favorite player since soccer was invented in 1992 when they made the Premier League. I don't care if he was up on your wall and you wanked off to him with your tiny little manhood. You're in a supporter section 
at another club stadium. You're cheering for the opposition's best player. In the big book of football supporting etiquette, that's on page one. Also, to the guy who thought wearing the third kit, the Arsenal black and purple stripe one, you look like the fat Hamburglar. You fuck. <coughs> Sometimes I wish we were Millwall. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Duncan, do you have anything to add to that? Um, not really. I, I think he, he said it all really. I think it's so. just very disturbing. <laughs> Excellent. But seriously, don't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <sighs> uh, from time to time, uh, Duncan and I uh, guest star on another podcast. Yes, we're cheating on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the East Side Stand Up podcast from Red Nation Online. Star. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> And Not last... just guests, <laughs> stars. Yes. You're like Henry Winkler showing up on Laverne and Shirley. And with, um, and so last summer I was on, and I had a little uh, battle with a Red Nation Online contributor, frequent East Side Stand Up podcaster uh, Kamal. Kamal hates Ryan Nelson, perhaps more violently than most people I know that dislike Nelson and his coaching. And we had a little throwdown. So last week. When I stated my support, my belief that Ryan Nelson's going to... End of the year. Last the season. Mm. Well, I guess Kamal listens to our little podcast. Hi, Kamal. And he was not <laughs> pleased. Thanks for listening, Kamal. <laughs> so on this past week's Eastside Stand-Up, he uh, issued a little challenge in my general direction uh, about this particular matter. And so we are, uh, you know, it's on. It's Podcast Wars. He's uh, basically stated that Nelson will not last uh, until the end of August. August 23rd, I believe, was the cutoff date he gave. I am steadfastly standing by my man. Wow, this just turned into a Tammy Wynette song. Mm-hmm. I still think that Nelson gets... You made Jermaine Defoe sad. Stand by. Sorry. I just, I just completely... <laughs> I like that. that. Anyway, so I, uh, I am standing by what I said. I do think Nelson gets the whole season. Fortunately for Kamal, <clears throat> uh, the terms of the bet have to do with other clubs that we support. And that uh, he is a, a, an Arsenal. Speaking of people who support Arsenal, he's a Gunner, and I'm a Spurs supporter. So should he well, be you're wrong? A, you're a Peterborough supporter. Well, he doesn't care about the posh. <laughs> Nobody cares about the posh. Shut I it! I care about the posh. Fuck you be quiet posh. over there, O's Fuck supporter. Who's posh? <laughs> Look, all of you, stop fucking picking on me. Jesus. But you're wrong. I'm you're making our wrong. show look bad. <laughs> I am right in this. I can make our show look golden because I am right in this. Anyway, should I... Well, no. Should Kamal, when Kamal is wrong, he will uh, have to have his picture taken in a Spurs kit. And nothing else will happen after that. Full kit wanker? Uh, just <laughs> no, no. Just the shirt. Okay. I, I, we're not that mean. Come on. <laughs> You sure? Because I probably could fit him out. <laughs> That's true. You could. <laughs> we'll look yeah, into that. <laughs> Of course he does. Have you met him? It's on his arms. Come on. True. Anyway, so that's that. Just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, I appreciate everyone's uh, well wishes. Non-support. Exactly. (laughs) You're not even getting support from your own show. I know. I realize I'm I'm fighting a one-woman battle here, but uh, fight on, I will. Mm -hmm.
Friday night in the heartland of America. Does it get any better than that? Jacob Peterson's wiping away patriotic tears with his stars and striped handkerchief as we speak. Wait, we're not talking about high school football. This is that European stuff? Soccer? You godless commies. That's right, Jacob. We're coming for you. The Reds are on their way. And here to give us the scouting report on uh, Jacob's very, very patriotic group of malcontents is Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Duncan? Thanks, Tony. So, spotting Kansas City, MLS Cup champions and top of the Eastern Conference. Then, as already mentioned, they lost to Philadelphia, followed that up by losing to Chicago. Magnificent stuff. Uh, the big reason for that is missing players. Graham Zusi, Matt Bessler went off to the World Cup. Uh, Lawrence Olam went off to join up with the Kenya squad from African Cup of Nations qualifier. Uh, adding to that that Aikapara is injured. Uh, Aurelien Collin is injured. Hopefully still will be for the week as well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of centre-backs missing. The solution for the last game was bringing in 17-year-old Eric Palmer-Brown. is the youngest player ever to start an MLS game in defence. Uh, he gave away a penalty, then got himself sent off. So he won't be an option this <laughs> Well week. done! Yes. Inauspicious, I think is the word we're looking for there. Uh, all of which makes it a bit difficult to predict what we'll see, really. Uh, the last game saw fullbacks Seth Sinovich and Chance Myers moved into the middle with Jacob Peterson filling in at right back. Boo. And uh, there's a good chance we'll see the same this week. So uh, Jim Renderfell really, really should be too good for that, really. Uh, especially if... Uh, defensive midfielder Uri Rossell, uh, he's also missed the last game injured, so hopefully that will continue. If so, uh, our midfield should have plenty of time to feed Defoe. If Rossell is fit, he will actually probably play one of the centre-back spots, I think, because uh, they need somebody, and he did that when he played in Spain. Um, as I say, it's difficult to say what they'll do. Usually it's a, a 4-3-3, you know, very much all about their sort of relentless athletic pressing game. But uh, given all the absences, there'll probably be changes forced on them. Uh, last game, for example, they started with a 5-3-2 to try and cover for the lack of quality in defence. Um, exactly what they do here will probably depend on just who they get back from injury, if anyone. Um, up front, the main man to look out for is Dom Dwyer, who was uh, with Orlando for most of last season, but now seems to be first choice ahead of DP Claudio Biela. Uh, he's got eight of their 15 goals so far. Uh, next highest is Collin with two. Um, behind Dwyer, without Zussi, it's a, a motley crew of meh uh, players, but great names. There's Sal Sizzo, Sonny Saad, Benny Failherber, uh, one of the original TFC players, Paolo Nagamura, and uh, maybe Jacob Peterson, of course, if he doesn't have to play in defence. Um, so, yeah, who knows, really. We should be able to beat these. I think they're, they're there for the taking. If Philly and Chicago can do it, so can Toronto. Exactly. Um, the overall record... Uh, they, Kansas are 3-2-1 and one in six games at home this season. Versus TFC overall, it's 10-4-4 uh, and four for Kansas, uh, which is 7-1-1 one and one in Kansas. And at Sporting Park, it's 4-0-0. Oh oh. So all of that suggests that no, no, they're not fair good taking. <laughs> um, so who knows, really? Yeah, that's uh, about as much as I can say. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Huh? Tony? <laughs> Back <laughs> I to like you, Tony. those odds. <laughs> Well, it should be. I don't know. It's, it's really. It's one of those games that's so much of a of a toss up. Mm. Um, there's, you know, there's no midweek game, so there's no uh, fatigue issues. They're not playing on turf and then going to grass. All those things that they like to throw out as reasons why players can't play. Um, T 
KFC is unfortunately facing uh, missing players. So we're missing Osorio with not only the crushed hand, but now apparently a hamstring injury. A recurring yeah. hamstring. Yes. The worst kind of flavored hamstring. Yeah. Jackson is also still out with concussion-like symptoms or a concussion. Someone said something today about Alvaro Ray, but I think that was just wishful thinking. Um, oh, that's harsh. Seriously, what do you um, got against the guy? <laughs> Julio Cesar's out. True. Gone to the World Cup and perhaps never to return again. One thing we don't have, a name as fun as Salzizzo. <laughs> <laughs> they do have some great names on that team. I it's love true. saying Salzizzo is maybe my favorite name in the league. <laughs> Salzizzo. <laughs> but who yeah. else are we? Uh, who else are we down? Bradley. Well, we're down Bradley. And Hall probably is still out, is he? Or is Hall back? He he was on the bench as a body, and that may be where he'll feature again. Um. But still, with uh, Kansas as depleted as they are, and again, TSC coming off, a little bit of momentum. I still have, hopefully, a, a pissed-off Jermaine Defoe. Uh, thoughts? Um, I guess it all depends on how much they are going to put into this match with the Montreal first leg coming up um, on the Wednesday following. Do you? Is it enough time to play a full squad and rest um, or do they hold anyone back? Do they have enough guys to hold back right now? That'll be the question of what kind of strength we see against Kansas. Yeah, I'm not sure if they can do kind of what they did in Vancouver, which was sit a number of first-teamers. And, of course, they were knowing they were going up against uh, Carl Robinson's kids. Mm. Literally his kids. It's no. a great charity, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Owen's a striker now. Um, but what's kind of good is that there is an extra day. In between. Like, the game's on Friday. Yeah. So mm. they can travel on Saturday, day of rest, training on Monday, prep. You know, like, there is there is time to go into this match where they might not need to sit anybody and still take them both seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Winter is here to say, you know, I went to the semi-finals of the CCL. Uh, I won the Voyager's Cup twice, and then I got canned for a 9-0 start. Concentrate on the league, Ryan. <laughs> he sounds funny. Yes. Do you have a smoke and a pancake? <laughs> um, my thought is, yeah, we'll see first team in the league, and then sort of A minus B plus team in the cup games is how I think they'll go for it. Fair enough. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I think it's very much sort of a, a toss up, but I, I do like, like I said, leading into this run of games, I do like the spacing. So I think, I, I and, and it's one extra day makes a lot of difference. Thank the American baby Jesus for Friday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. America, America, America for Gundes, big ass flags and 12 gauge shotguns. America for Gundes. Freedom's name is Jacob Peterson. Well, we are getting to the end of our show, folks. But as always, we do like to turn to Mr. Tony Walsh for an update on the Prediction Liga, the Concubine League. Yes, there's only an hour left in the show, so we'll get right to this. (laughs) As we enjoy our uh, Carl Robinson's Kids telethon today. (laughs) Give generously. What can we say about the... uh, Prediction Liga over the last two weeks. 
We sucked! <laughs> None of us in six opportunities, two each, one for the Vancouver match and one for the uh, New York match. None of us got anything right, which means the table stays the same. With Duncan and I on top, tied, Kristen by Mark's absence being in third, and Mark Hinckley being relegated to the Woo-hoo! Skrill South <laughs> Prediction League. <laughs> so we look ahead to Friday Night Lights in Kansas City. Kristen Knowles, what do you think will be the outcome I'm going to ride this optimism train into the ground, and I'm going to go with 2-1 TFC. hey impossible. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going 2-0 TFC. Oh, oh my goodness. Much more likely. <laughs> and I will go 1-1, Excellent. because I'm a contrarian. Not you. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. We're all Between wrong. the third and fourth hour of the show, where we will revisit the Prediction Liga. Prediction Liga! Do we want to roll a dice for Mark's go? Oh, no. yeah. Mark Kingley says 7 nothing. No, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. It's in here somewhere. <laughs> Mark Kingley says Kansas City. Nine? Does that so, wait, so what was it? It was. He had it set between certain sectors. Oh, so this is getting <laughs> no, 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 no. stupid. No, no, that means... He's got a fucking nerd dice. There's like 20 on there. That and means that Kansas means... 9. No. What would a TFC no. going to get? Mark Hinkley chooses Kansas 9, Game of Thrones 3. That's it. No, that means Kansas 2. Sure. And Toronto 2. Here oh. we go. Sure. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. The Stay dice tuned for hour 5. Coming up after these 20 minutes of commercials. Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Well, that almost wraps up another fun-filled week here at the Vocal Minority Podcast. Almost. (laughs) We got homes to go to. This is your home now. Uh, Thank you at home so much for joining us. We hope you had as much fun as we did and that you're still awake. Uh, but before we go, yes, there's one more thing to do. We like to know what the panel is working on in the upcoming week. So to be found on the Twitters at uh, the Yorkies1812, Mr. Tony Walsh, what are you working on? I will be working with both Merriam and Webster to find out the only word in the English language that rhymes with Salzizo! Uh, to be found on the interwebs at Duncan D. Fletcher. Mr. Duncan, what are you working on? Well, after the success of Newer Order last week, I'm um, actually working on a remix of a 1996 England song now, uh, again with Jermaine Defoe. Uh, it's only like a little bit of it kind of halfway through, but we're going to flesh this out. It's going to be great, believe me, folks. Anyway, this is uh, what he's got so far. Uh, Everyone knows I can score, they've seen it all before, but Roy just knows he's so sure that I'm not gonna Rio, gonna get all emo as I stay in T.O. But I remember three leaves on my shirt, Jimmy's tea still steeping, 13 days of hurt, never stopped me dreaming, I'm staying home, I'm staying home. I'm staying German, staying home. It's a bit sad so far. I'm trying to get it more peppy, but 
It's, it's going to be great. The remix is going to be hot. Yes. That is just fantastic stuff. Mm. Uh, at the end of the season, we will be releasing the vocal minority... Uh, <laughs> yes. No, that's what I call bad music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on CD and on vinyl. Mm. Bloom, 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 let me hear you say hey <laughs> You didn't hail me. <laughs> hey, oh. Thank you. <laughs> you uh, can't leave a brother hailing. Uh, as for me, uh, I'm going to be, this week, I've decided to try to make use of my time to find, to be nicer in my critiques of, of certain players on TFC, Bradley Orr. Uh, to that end, I'll be meditating, burning incense, uh, visiting kittens, mm. and uh, using my thesaurus of nice things. Aww. To throw at him if he fucks up again. No, oh. I mean, good job, Bradley. Good job. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs at KZ Knowles. Thank you so much, panel listeners. You're those of welcome. You are still around. My pleasure. Until next week, Toronto. As always, get used to it. Oh, has, yes. Sorry, has, has it actually come out at all yet? Which Montreal Voyageur is going to present the trophy? Because <laughs> I oh. hope they do that to Toronto. That would be fun. I mean, who would it be? I mean, there's... Oopy. <laughs> <laughs> A known Voyageur. Mm-hmm. Bonhomme. The answer oh, I was I think Bonhomme. I think Bonhomme is more of your football fanatic mascot over Oopy. Oopy? Oopy. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'd say Bonhomme is more your cultured Europe, Euro snob. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I'm cold and like football. <laughs> Not like this white, <laughs> this orange trash. <laughs> you hang out in your indoor I'm pure land. Go watch person. ice hockey. <laughs> I've got a scarf. <laughs> it's not Saint-Étienne, but it's okay. <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain and très gauche. He speaks good English. Yeah, he does. Apparently, yeah. yeah. For a French right. snowman. That's really yeah. impressive. Yeah. 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 All right, well, speaking of the, the Vancouver game and the penalty kicks, uh, the eventual kicker of the game winner. Kicker of the game winner. That's that's catchy. That is yes. gonna fans, fans that's gonna catch on. All right, all right. Expedia's all right. kicker of the game winner. All right, shut it. We're trading Japanese. Yes, we're trading Japanese to the impact. We're trading Japanese. Yes, we're trading Japanese to the impact. It's to the impact. It's just it's so perfect. Thank like, you. I worked, nice. mi- I worked minutes on that. Yes. <laughs> Terrible, but... I believe, I believe, oh, I believe it was... Because I couldn't fit in half Japanese. I believe it was, give me a minute. Yeah. Bing. Yeah. What? Kashima Antlers.
Hey, do you have Do you have that kit yet? From Koshima Prefecture. Um, no, I have. I'm I'm uh, Grandpa's eight. Grandpa's eight for 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 life. Right. Till I die. <laughs> <laughs> Which would suggest for life. Yes. <laughs> Depends if you believe in an afterlife. That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpasate from this life and all my next eight lives. What are, reincarnated as a as a midge, but I will still support. I don't think you can reincarnate down, can you? I think um, you're, yeah, isn't that of, the plan? Yeah. If if you do shitty things, oh, you go yeah. down. Oh, so I didn't realize it was like relegation. Yeah, yeah. relegation for sure. I yovel town this life. <laughs> I need one comedy effect. Benefit <laughs> for the player. I have like a stack of them on hold at work. I just like buy a few. Andre every, every few days. I come home. I put a whole bunch in. Mine, mine right eye is bigger than mine left eye. It's true. Because I don't have O'Neill's. What? Ick, mine own lazy <laughs> eye. <laughs> it's just like Prero. <laughs> All the difficult words, they know the English for It's just the simple words that they <laughs> Bonjour. Something, something really complicated in English. Why can't you say hello? Why can't you learn hello, Poirot? God damn. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm, fucking Poirot. His, his first two games were horrible. At right back, he didn't do well. And he's done quite well since. Mm-hmm. Who else does that remind you of? <laughs> Do you also hate Mark Blue? <laughs> mm. no, I, no, 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 no. That is not true. He has not done quite check well mate. since. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not even in check. Bobby Fisher. Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Don't <laughs> even start. Oh, are you just like, are you leading this into like a little Nelson baiting? Is that what's going on here? Because no, we'll throw down no, on that in a no, few minutes. No, no, no. Um, Nelson baiting. <laughs> I have that. It's like masturbating for Kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Ryan Nelson does in the shower. He Nelson baits. Well, sorry, he Nelson baits. Nilly baits. <laughs> Nilly baits. Nilly baits. All right, let's do it. Right. A vast virus database has been updated. Motherfuck. <laughs> you should keep that in. That would be really funny. What the fuck? Did it say a vast? A vast! <laughs> that's, that's the name of the, the, the thing. Yeah. You have, like, you have piratey <laughs> virus protection? Yeah! <laughs> Your Trojan horse detected! Long <laughs> John Silver's antivirus, like... Virus ahoy! Got a virus! Got a virus! Abandoned computer! <laughs> You'll never find my hidden files. Kaka, <laughs> you fuckers talk too much. 